Kind, precious, loving Heavenly Father. Tato echa omwendo. In the mighty name of the Lord Guru, Jesus Christ. Christ. We are privileged people to come in your presence Tule this morning. For Father, as we have been singing that song, you are calling us to come and dine. For we know there is a table spread for us. A table of a seven-course meal. Where my Lord God we shall eat we get satisfied and we shall never be the same. For we know that your word is the bread of life. Your word is eternal. Your word can break all fetters. Father, we know that you are that word. May you come down, precious, loving Jesus, and divide the word for us this morning. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you have your own way. That, Lord, you'll speak through this and with the vessel and bless your children this morning. Have your own way, Father. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I greet you this morning in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ and welcome you to this service. We shall turn in our Bibles and read from uh, the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 5 we shall read from verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for the drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me. For I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the drought of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. <laughs> Webya munyigiriza nebawulire kigambo kya Katonda ye yalinga emiride kunyanja eyegenesaleti nalaba amata abiri ngagali kunyanja na yabavubi bali bagavuddemu ngabawoza bayoza emigonjo jabwe nasa barako eliato 
Nasa balake eliato elimu eliari elia simoni Namo gamba anti Namo gamba okusembiza yu katono Okuva kutare Natula na igiriza wivina muriato Buyaringa maze okugira na gamba simoni Nti sembiza ebuziva Musure migonjo jamwe mvube Simoni nadamu na gamba anti omwami Tuate ganyo kukesobu de netuta kwasa chintu. Na yoro echi gambo cho nasura emigonjo. Aweba kola webatio neba kwasebi nyanja binji nyonyini emigonjo jawe nijagara okutuka. Neba wenya banawe muriato edala baje babayambeko. Neba ja neba juza mato gombi. Nokutuka negagara okuka. Na yesimoni petro boyalaba. Na avunama kubigirebia yesu na gamba ntindeka. Kubanga ndi muntu alina ebibi mukama wangi. Kubanga ya uni kilida nebo nabali na ye. Oruibi nyanje ebinji bibakwasa. Ne yakobo, ne yokana, nabuwe batyo. Abana bazebidayo, abali basiza echimu ne simoni. Yesu na gamba simoni intitotia. Okusoka kakano onofu banga bantu. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Uh, this morning, I just want us to share on what we have read. And I've called this topic, God's word has power to solve every crisis. Amen. God's word has power to solve or to sort out every crisis. Amen. It will solve every question. It will sort out every crisis. It has power to do that. Amen. We see uh, where we have read there was a crisis to begin with what is a crisis a crisis is a time of difficulty it is a time of danger it is a time of anxiety it is a time when people reach crossroads at the junction and they, they don't know where to turn. They are wondering, should I turn left or right? So that one is a crisis. It could be a financial crisis. It could be a health crisis. It could be any crisis. When people reach a crisis, they are at their wit's end. Amen. Amen. So, the word of God has power to sort out or sort of One time I was sharing with a doctor friend of mine. And I asked him, why, why do people commit suicide? And he told me, you see, we are taught in psychiatry that uh, before someone commits suicide, He's in a crisis and he has no solution. 
wakamavanga bali wano nayo gere yali achazo mukulembeze gundi the secretary general of UN, um, I'm here as a testimony. And he said, You see, in 2010, I had traveled to Australia and Sydney. And I was at the airport. And I was struck by heart attack. And they administered electric shocks in my heart. Ten electric shocks. But in vain did my heart recover. They tried all they could until they declared me clinically dead. And they put my bed, my, my body on the stretcher. Put it in their uh, ambulance. With attendants. And then they, they were take, driving my body to the mortuary. But on the way to the mortuary. The Lord Jesus Christ visited me. He touched my body. He touched my heart. And I came back to life. And the attendants, the nurses were with my body. They were so amazed to see a corpse come back to life. Staring and opening eyes. So they were so startled. They took me to the hospital, back to the former hospital. And they checked me. And asked me for some uh, one week, I think. I was completely healed. And then after some time, I went back home. To the US. One month after, they carried out a general test. Different tests. He mentioned them But he says they found out that my heart was perfectly healed. And they also found out because they carried out uh, a DNA test. And they were so surprised to find out that there is a certain area which normally causes heart failure. You know, these diseases are, in, some of them are uh, hereditary. Diseases like diabetes, sickle cells, sickle cells heart failure and such things. They are demons which we inherit. So when they carried a test of his cells, they wanted to find out if that gene is still there which causes heart failure. And they found out 
that when God healed him, he even removed it. And that was the great surprise. So when God does something, he does it perfectly. And he concluded by telling them, Therefore, your excellencies, the only thing I can tell you, I can give you one scripture that is in Acts 2.38 that you repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and receive the name so God is real. He's not God of yesterday. He's a present God. He's here this morning. That's why God sent us a prophet. And the one we are preaching. He power to heal, to deliver, to sort out every God's word has power. Because it is God himself. It can solve any crisis. I don't care the magnitude. I don't care how you are scared this morning. Jesus is here. He can deliver you. He can sort out that crisis. His presence is here this morning. So his word has power. To solve every crisis. The very God who told Peter. Lord to the deep. And throw down your nets. And Peter was doubting. It's the same God. It's the same Lord Jesus. Who saw the world in a crisis. You see, the Bible says, in the beginning, the world was in a crisis. The world had no form. The world was void. It was covered. Its face was covered with dark. Can you imagine something which is, has no form? An amorphous thing. Something which is void. It is empty. It is covered by darkness. That's how the world was. It was in a crisis. Let us read Genesis. Chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. From verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light, that it was good. And God divided light from darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Katonda yatonde gurunensi, ensi yalinjerere nga yetabudde tabudde. Nechizikiza kyali kunguru kubuziba. Omoyo gwa Katonda negumamira kunguru kumazi, Katonda nayo geranti wabe wobutangavu. 
ni wabawo butangavu katuna nala bango butangavu burunji katuna naya ula wakati we wakati mbutangavu nechizikiza katundo butangavu nabu ite misana nechizikiza nachi ite chido nebuba akaungezi nebuba encha orulunaku orumo amen so the earth was in a crisis. It was shapeless. It was void. Darkness covered its face. But here comes the word of the Lord. Let there be light. And there was light. Our prophet tells us. We don't know how long it took. But because he spoke it. It had to happen. Because he spoke it. It had to manifest what he spoke. And there was light. The darkness was separated. And light was the morning. The day. And darkness was night. And then he continued speaking. As you can read the whole chapter. Let there be the firmament. Let it be separated from the water. He kept on speaking. And this beautiful world that we see. Is just the spoken word of the Lord. He spoke everything that we see into existence. So his word has power. It has power to transform. I don't care how long it will take. When he speaks it. Abraham. You will embrace a child. I don't care how long it will take. It has power to transform. What he spoke transformed Sarah and Abraham's life. Their physical bodies were transformed. So that his word is fulfilled. When he spoke to Peter. And told him launch to the deep. And throw the nets there. That word. It created the fish there. Because that word has power. It has creative power. It can create health in your body. It can create godliness in your body. It can eradicate that darkness. Which is in you. The last that is in you. The void that is in you. That amorphous shape that is in you. Do you know. That we are here because of that word. We are seated here. As wonderful believers. Because of that word. And I want to tell you this morning. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. As your Lord and Savior. There is the word. The word that we preach. It has power. To transform your life. Because we also, who are seated here, I who is speaking to you, I was also in a crisis. They were in a crisis. They were shapeless. They were void. 
Darkness covered them. They were dead in their sins and trespasses. But the word came to them and quickened them. And the Bible says, those ones who are dead, has he quickened by his grace and mercy. So the word of God has power to transform. The word of God can sort out any crisis. Sort of every problem. The prophet says here in uh, this message, the God who is rich in mercy. I want you to notice here of the prophet, you know, apostle rather, Paul, how he made mention of this. You has he quickened who were once dead. You has he quickened who were once dead. Dead in sins and trespasses. Walking after the things of the world. The desire of the flesh and, the fulf and fulfilling the desire of the mind. You, as he quickened, we used to fulfill the desires of the flesh. We were shapeless. We were covered with darkness. Can you imagine someone in the right mind spending a whole night just before a, a, a speaker like that one. Dancing his head. And he's turning around. Throughout the night. And the following morning he goes back home. Full of a hangover. And he falls on the bed as a dead person. And he says I will never go back. But the following day he's already but thanks be to the Lord that the word came. And that word is the Lord Jesus. It found us in an amorphous shape. And it is shaping us. It drove away the darkness. God is a separator. His word separates. When it comes in you, it will drive away the darkness. It will take away the confusion. It will make you a perfect person. He says, What caused this change? You see? What caused it? From one time being dead to quicken. Quicken means made alive. There was a change from death to life. There is no other, there is no other thing that could happen to any person. So great as to change him from death to life. A man, if he was dying physically and could be healed, that would be a great thing. But nothing so great as when he's spiritually dead. 
and God has quickened him to life. You were in times past dead. You were dead. Even many here tonight, one time can look back and know that you are dead. May I can say not tonight, but here this morning, you were seated here this morning. You can look back and see that you are dead. And see that you are shapeless. And see that you are covered with darkness. But see where you are now. That's the power of the word. But now, why aren't you dead tonight? But God, who is rich in mercy. But now, why aren't you dead tonight as you were then? You deserve to be that way. Because you was a sinner. But God, who is rich in mercy, that's the thing. God who is rich. All the things that were but God, but you know, that made the change. God who is rich in mercy. Oh, I'm so glad for that. That he being rich in mercy. If he was just rich in money, if he was just rich in materials, which he is, but yet the greatest thing is being rich in mercy. Oh, what a great word. That is how we were once dead. The God who is rich in mercy. The word of God. It came to us individually. I don't know how he spoke to you. I don't know how he wooed you. But somehow. You heard his voice. And that word quickened you. And you are what you are. Because of that word. The prophet has told us. You can flash back. And see where you come from. You came from. You wouldn't even desire to go back. Some people ask us. You mean even you? You also used to drink. Truly, truly. So when you flash back and look at that type of life that you used to live, if it wasn't for the, that God who is rich in mass, where would you be this year? It is just his grace that got us out of that crisis. And it is just that grace that mercy that is sustaining us even this morning. It is that grace and that mercy that is supposed to take us all the way. You know, the devil has a, a terrible trick. After you have come out of a crisis and you have seen that truly, truly, if it wasn't to be God, I wouldn't be here. Then the devil now makes you to 
start trying to, to look at yourself. To try and fend for yourself. And struggle. Even when another crisis comes, you want to get a way of sorting it out. But God wants us always to look to Him. However, scaring a crisis is, God gives us testimonies that we may always look unto Him. God, the Word. The Bible says there was a woman in a crisis. She was caught in the act of adultery. And I believe there were two with a man. But the Bible mentions her only. I don't know whether the man escaped or they let him free. But this poor woman, she was in a crisis in the hands of the Pharisees, driving her to the authorities. I believe she was naked. And she knew the penalty of that. It was death. She, so she knew she was going to die. So they held and told her, we are taking you now to the authorities. I believe her heart was thumping. She was facing death. But thanks be to the Lord. That they took her to the word. They took her to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was preaching in the temple. And they brought her. So shameful. Naked. Condemned already. And they brought her before the Lord. And they, they said, Master, here is a woman whom we have caught red-handed in the very act of adultery. And according to the law of Moses, she's supposed to be stoned What is your opinion about her? And the Bible says, they were testing him to see what he will say. So that they can choose him. And the Bible says that the Lord stooped down as if writing something. And then they continued asking him. And then he raised his head. He said, Whosoever among you has never seen, let him be the first one to cast a stone. And then he stooped down and continued And they being accused by their conscience. Because all of them were sinners. One by one they started to Until there was none left. And they were saying that the Lord raised his head. He said, woman, where are you accusers? Does anybody condemn you? None, Lord. Neither do I condemn you. Go and see. 
The crisis is over. Go and sin no more. Those are the words of the Lord. Those words were not for that woman only. But those words are for you. And they are for me. They are for all of us. Amen. Who have received the word. God expects one thing. Not to sin anymore. After we are delivered. What is sin? Our prophet told us that sin Not is In other words, after being set free from any crisis, continue believing. Whatever you face, whatever situation, whatever crisis, whatever magnitude of the problem, God expects you to always believe him who delivered you from that crisis. To always remember how he delivered you. And continue believing him. And continue taking him at his word. When he tells you to launch, don't ask yourself questions. I remember before we accepted him, some of us had already spoken to us several times, but we had a lot of questions. How, how, how will I do it? How? But by his grace, he delivered us. So after delivering you, he expects you to continue believing. Go and sin no more. Let any crisis come. Take him at his word. What does his word say about that situation? The situation that you are in. Are you so sorrowful? That it's as if no, there is nobody who can comfort you. What does his word say about In all things, give thanks. For that is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He knows why you are like that. He has a purpose for it. But him being the Lord the Lord of all things. The Lord full of power. He's more than able to turn that sorrow into joy. Look at Paul and Silas. The situation they were in. After being arrested. Falsely. Just for preaching the word of God. And being flogged. Several. Full of wounds. They arrest them and take them in the prison. Helpless people. Because of preaching the word. And people say that they were in prison. They were in fetters. I believe they would turn and look at their bruises. And they were feeling cold. And when you are in that kind of, of, of situation, the devil will come and whisper. Now look. Look at the situation you are in. 
You know how it started. It's because of the word you are preaching. And I believe they were in that kind of situation. So miserable. The devil whispering to them. And I believe the whole of that evening they were in that kind of situation. But the Bible says, I think when it came to night time, the Spirit of God inspired them. It ignited them. They said, after all, why don't we praise the Lord? He said, in all situations, we should give thanks. They started singing. They started clapping their hands. Mind you, they were in fetters. So they could clap. Just slowly but shouting. Because their lips were not closed. They magnified the name of the Lord. And the Lord in heaven. Was so disturbed. To see his servants. Worshipping in fetter. And the Bible says immediately. And shook the whole of the people. And all these chains fell off. And they were free men now. And all the doors were open. Until the prison warders. When they had the earthquake. They were so scared. One of them wanted to kill himself. When he flung his torch. To see the doors open. He knew all of them had escaped. And the Bible says that he wanted to kill himself. But Peter tells, rather Paul tells him. Don't do that. We are all here. And he comes and falls. At the feet of Paul. He said, what can I do to be saved? And they told him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and your home shall be saved. So, brother, sister, I don't care the magnitude of the problem. God's word has power to sort out every crisis. Just go and sin no more. Continue believing. Brother Abraham talks about a certain old man who accepted Christ in one of his meetings. And it was in the evening time. He came to the altar and surrendered his life to Christ. <coughs> And then after the meetings, he told the prophet, he approached him and told him, you see, I, have, I had to accept Christ. I felt a conviction. And I know that this is the only way. But still I have a problem. How will I uphold myself in this kind of faith? You know, I've been a sinner. I've lived an awkward kind of life. But now I'm coming to a new life. How will I uphold myself? And that was the question that used to disturb most of us. Are I getting saved? Joining that kind of godly group. But how long will I stay there? But it is not you. 
It is that one who has called you and convicted you. He's the one to uphold you. And brother, brother Branham told him, Old man, where are you coming from? He told him, Yonder those hills. Now it is already dark. How will you go back? He said, I packed my lantern. I'm going to light it. And slowly by slowly, where it casts the light, I'll put my foot until I reach back home. He said, Glory be to the Lord. The word of the Lord is a light unto our path. And a lamp unto our feet. And he told him, you don't have to do it. Just take him at his word. Whatever he tells you to do, just follow that. In other words, believe him. That's what God expects from us. This morning. Just to love him and believe him. And trust him. He's taking us to heaven. Because of his mass and grace. He has delivered us. And he's doing wonderful things. Great work in our lives. Just because of his grace and mercy. Your part and my part. Only believe. Just to trust and obey. As they sing in that song. Trust and obey. For there is no any other way. That you can be happy in Christ but Jesus. But only. Just to take him at his word. At thy word Lord. I will do it. I thy word, Lord. However terrible the situation is. Lord, I'm ready to act. Whatever this flesh is telling me. But at thy word, Lord. That's where the victory is. Victory is taking him at his word. And the rest you leave to him. His word can sort out everything. The disciples moved with him. And they encountered a lot of wonderful testimony. When they were with the word. Leave your careers. Leave your trades. Come and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And at his word they take him at his word. They move with him. The Bible says that they invite invite him for a wedding. The wedding of Cana. And they are also invited. And his mother too. And they reach at the wedding. And they serve drinks. And they believe they had underestimated. The number of people, and within about 20 minutes, there is a virtue. People are still lacking. And the says that his mother turns to him and tells him, You see, they have no way. 
and he rebukes her. Woman, what have I to do with you? My time is not yet. And he calls the servants. Tells them whatever he tells you to do. Do it. Brother Abraham preached the whole sermon. Whatever he tells you to do. Go ahead and do it. And the Bible says. After some time. He calls one of the servants. Just come here. What are those? Are they barrows? Yes, they are barrows. How many are they? Six. Fetch water. Fill each and every one of them. And then draw. And give to people to drink. That was something unbelievable. But they remembered what his mother had told him. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. They went and fetched water, filling each and every barrel. And when they drew to taste, it was wonderful way. Until the governor, the Bible says, the governor of the banquet, he called one of the servants. He said, where did you get this? In most cases, we serve Poor Rather good wine at first. And when people have taken something like this, they have had their fear. Then we can, we can, we can give them this one which is not so good. But how come that is the reverse? He didn't know the miracle of the Lord Jesus. Christ. And the Bible says that from that very moment, his disciples believed on him. Now their faith was getting strengthened. And Jesus allowed these things to strengthen their faith. He allows conditions and circumstances. In your life, you also, so that it can strengthen you. You can remember and see where you came from. And you see how he has been moving you. And you see where he has reached with you. And you know that it's not your ability. It's not your power. There is no contribution you've added to. But it's only his grace. What you have to do is only lift up your hands and worship him and glorify him. And he gives us more strength to continue on by his grace and his goodness. So their faith was increasing. Miracle upon miracle. He's moving with Peter. Two of them conversing. And all of a sudden, tax collectors. And Peter's heart is thumping. I, I know these guys. We have fallen in, a, in an ambush. He's so troubled. He has for, already forgotten. The miracle of the wine. He has already forgotten that he's with him. 
and they ask for tax tickets. Nibabasaba have you paid your taxes? No, we haven't. Can you pay now, now? You know the penalty. Why have you delayed to pay? Pay right now. And Peter is quaking with it. But the Lord just tells him, Peter, Peter, isn't that a road you are having? No, a road, a fishing road. The lake is there. Just go and fish. Pick one fish and bring it to me. And Peter goes. His heart is still troubled. But you see the tax for two people. One fish cannot pay our tax. At least we need a big catch of at least 20. Well, well at his word. I will take him at his word. At his word I will go. And the Bible says he went and fished the fish. Brought it to the Lord Jesus Christ. He tells him, open it. Pick a coin from it. Pay for both of us. And Peter is still wondering. How? But yeah. Opens it. The coin is exactly there. And it is. It suffices. Taxes. The crisis is already over. And Peter within himself. Peter is still lamenting. The other time. A great catch of fish. And I said, oh, I'm a sinner. Get from me, Lord. And I'm still doubting him. Do you know that that's what happens to us? The Lord does great things. And we are so quick to forget. He delivers us from terrible danger. Terrible crises. And when you realized it was not your, your, your effort or your strength or But it was just his grace and mercy. And we are so quick Brethren, we are serving the Almighty God. That one who spoke to the earth, which was void, which had no fault, which was covered with darkness, and he said, let there be light. That's the Lord whom we serve. He's the one who is here this morning. He said, when two or three are gathered together in my name, I'll be in their midst. He just means exactly that. He's here this morning. You may not see him with your naked eyes, but several times he has been captured. When he has, no, exactly. He comes and visits us. As the pillow of fire. Because his children are gathered, worshiping him, praising him, and he comes and is present according to his word. He is real. We serve a living God. We are not serving fables. We are serving the true Lord Jesus Christ. Who never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
That one who performed miracles in the days of the apostles, he's here this morning to heal you and to deliver you and to sort out everything that you have this morning. He's just here. But in most cases, we look at the crisis. We look at problems. We look at what is facing us. And that's why we are failing. Go and sin no more. Continue believing. Continue holding unto him. Put him on in focus. In that crisis. Know that he's always there. His word will sort out every crisis. He is a creator. I don't care the magnitude of the problem or the crisis you are facing. He is a creator. He can create life. He can create good health. He can create material things. He can create money. He is unlimited. He tells his disciples. Now the Passover is drawing nigh. I'm in need of some of an ass to ride on. Go yonder that village. You'll find there an ass tied with a colt. Bring them to me. And when they ask you, where are you taking them? Whosoever will ask you, tell him or her, the master has need of it. And that's what they did. I believe they went wondering. Truly, truly, shall we find them there? Still doubting. And exactly at the spot he told them, the very village, the ass and the colt were there. They didn't ask anybody. They just untied them. And I believe the owners asked, Where are you taking our animals? The master has needed. Have them. Have them. Who had asked for them? The creator of the assets and the creator of the owners. Because the Bible says he came to the world that he created. The world was created by him. And the world did not understand him. He came to his throne. His throne did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them power to become sons and daughters. We received him as our Lord and Savior. We are sons and daughters of We serve a living God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Just tell them the master has need. He has need. And there is no question about it. Because he's the one who created them. 
So brothers and sisters, I don't care the magnitude of the situation. The master is in full control. I don't mind what you are facing this morning. What situation you are going through. The Lord is in full control. He tells them, go yonder. Let's go together, we cross over. We are going to that, that island there. After wonderful someone, after wonderful teaching, so many miracles, so many and here they are rowing in the boat. They are sharing testimonies. And all of a sudden, the tempest arises. And he's resting in the boat. After hard preaching. And they struggle. Them being fishermen by career. They tried all they could. To keep. The boat they were in. At sea. But the more they tried. The more it was getting sick. And they were struggling. And they did all that they could. Until they went and woke him up. Master don't you care. That we perish. And he just. You know, he wipes away the, the sleep and stands on the, on the boat and he says, Peace! Be still! And all of a sudden, a hush. There is calmness and serenity. And all the, the wind is no longer there. And the sea is at peace. And he turns to them and asks them, Why are you afraid? Why do you have little faith? And they whisper to themselves. What manner of man is this? That even the sea. And the wind. They obey him. I believe the devil kept on snatching. That faith from them and that revelation from them that they are serving a true and living That's why the Lord one time asked them, Whom do people say that I am? And many had different answers. Some of you call you Jeremiah, Isaiah, but what about you? And then Peter turns to him and says, You are the son of the, you are the, you are the Lord Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. And he tells him, Peter, flesh and blood has not been revealed to my father in heaven has been And upon this rock, I will build my church. Testimony upon testimony. Until he told them, Now I'm leaving you. I'm going back to my father. But don't do anything. Don't go to, to, to Samaria to preach. Don't go to Judea. Go and wait for the promise of the father. 
And when the promise has come, you'll be true witnesses You'll receive power. And you'll be witnesses unto me. They were always on and off. On and off. Brethren, that's what we need. We need his life in our lives. To be true witnesses. We need his life. As an anchor to our lives. Amidst all these storms. God called you out of the world. To keep you on course. The course of godliness. The course of victory. To keep you in the word. Because the prophet tells us. The word of God is like a map. That is supposed to lead us all the way. Right from the cradle of a baby up to heaven. So we are supposed to keep on course. Being led by the word. Just as sailors sail on course following a certain course. The sailors, pilots, pilots. The pilots who sail here. They follow a course. Pilots of planes follow a course. We are supposed to keep on course. But he knew one thing that though he has put us on course, we need an anchor. We need a stay. You know, windows, they have things they call stays. It holds it. When the winds come and blow, the stay is there. Push in and out. But that stay is holding it. To us, our stay is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you receive him, in spite of the crises, the anchor is holding. Brethren, that's what we need this morning. Just to keep on course. But we have the word that is more than able to sort out every problem. They were panicking in the boat. But they forgot that they had the word. That powerful word. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The creator of the storms and the winds. And now they are marveling. Even the winds, they hearken to his voice. What manner of man is this? The Bible says, He who is in you and me, He who is in our boats, as we sail along this journey, on this is far greater than the one who is in the world. 
He can bring storms. He can bring uh, floods. He can cause any confusion. He can bring a lot of crises. But the one whom we have in us is far greater. And our prophet preached a sermon awakening Jesus. Just as they awoke him that ship, Lord, don't you care that you perish? You are supposed to awake him in prayer. That's why prayer is a terrible weapon. Any question Lord, here I am. I'm in this kind of crisis. I'm in a financial crisis. I owe banks. I owe banks. And they are on my neck. I can hear a phone call. Lord, Lord, help me. Get, up, get me out of this crisis. Talk of any crisis. He specializes in that. Sometimes you may, you may look at a financial crisis. Such like bank loans. Where will this money come from? But the God of Elijah, the God who used Elisha to get that widow woman, when she approached him, they are taking my sons to be bond slaves because of a huge debt that they accumulated that my husband accumulated. And you know that he was a servant of the Lord. But now my widow, he left me with a huge debt and now they are taking my children. And she tells him, what do you have some barrows. Right? Well, I, I just have some little oil. Go and borrow other big, big barrows. As many as you can borrow. Bring them in this room. Bring that little oil that you have. Start dividing it in each barrow. And as she took the, 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 the word of the servant of God. Every drop that should put in the barrel. The barrel would get filled up. Until I, I don't know how many barrels were filled. And Elisha tells her. Just go and sell. Clear your debts. The rest is a living. For all your lifetime. So that is the God whom we serve. He has never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We just doubt him. One time he was you know, talking with, with uh, the disciples. And he told them, be aware of the living of the Pharisees. And all of a sudden, living, they were connecting it with bread. Maybe because we have not carried any bread. The other time he performed miracles. And he fed 5,000. Because a little boy had carried five 
Burned. And some fish. But here we don't have even anything to start off. He's talking about bread. Now how will you pop? You know, their minds are wandering. And him being their creator, he perceived their minds. He said, oh, you have little faith. Now why are you thinking about bread? I'm talking about the living of the Pharisees. Don't you remember what I did the other time? We are of very little faith that we are quick for very quick to forget what the Lord does to us. Hear what the, uh, the prophet says here. In these questions and answers they asked him a question. What did Jesus mean in St. Matthew 69 and 10? What do the 12 baskets and the 7 baskets represent? That is a question of Sunday morning. He says, let's see Matthew 16, 10. I'm not very sure, but let me get that. It's Matthew 16, 9 and 10. And he reads it. Do you not understand? Neither remember the five loaves. Or the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up. Neither the seven loaves or the four thousand and how many baskets did you take up? Now watch, let's just take it just a little bit before this. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed that you beware of the living of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because you have taken no bread? Which when Jesus perceived he caught their thoughts, you see. He said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among you because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand? Neither do remember the five loaves and the five thousand. How many baskets you took up? In other words, like this. If you, if you have seen God provide and do a miracle, then can't, we, can't he do a miracle again? Amen? In other words, when he, he talked about the living of the Pharisees, immediately their hearts slipped. We have not carried bread. And he perceived their thoughts. Why are you worried about bread? Don't you remember the miracle I performed? How I turned just a few pieces of bread and fish and fed 5,000. 
Can't you remember the miracle? See? Another words like this. If he saved you from a life of sin, can he not heal your body? Don't you remember when you were a sinner? How he lifted up your soul in faith to believe can't he likewise do something great for you again can't he can't he can't he do a miracle or anything for you you see the five baskets when they crossed over the red sea God opened up that way like that. And made the Red Sea open like that. And they walked through. He came right on the other side. They came the other side. And as soon as they, they got without water, they started murmuring. Is that right? As soon as they got without bread, they started crying out. We don't have bread. See? Didn't you consider the miracle back there at the Red Sea? When they all got in that spot at the Red Sea, they ought to have died. Here comes the Egyptians right on. What are we going to do? He said, who smote the earth with plagues down there? Who kept the sun shining in Goshen? We must remember those things. Remember, God is God. Hallelujah. Any of it, he is still God. He still can do anything. God is God. You just have to remember where he got you from. If he lifted you in faith to believe this truth, this great message of the hour, can't he heal you? Can't he provide for all your financial needs? Can't he fill you with the baptism of the Can't he heal your family members if you pray for them? According to his word, can't he give you joy in that, kind, that time of sorrow? Can't he lift you up? That one who divided the Red Sea. And they rejoiced. And they said that Miriam got a tambourine. And led all the women. In singing. And they sang a song of joy and victory. After Moses had pronounced to them, these Egyptians you are seeing now, you'll see them no more. And indeed they saw them perishing. And for them walking on dry sea, on dry land, when God had parted the sea, and when they reached the other side, they just lack water. They lack food. Maybe for a few hours. The food becomes monotonous. Oh, they are complaining. 
Can't you remember? The miracles I performed for you. To be set loose from the captivity. Of the Egyptians. When I kept in Goshen. And plagues were taking place. The rest of Egypt. Total darkness in the whole of Egypt. And you are enjoying sunshine. Your cows in Goshen. Goshen were free from the, the, the hailstone that hammered all the Egyptian cows. All the plagues did not affect you in Goshen. Now you are Goshen. quick to forget. Brethren, that's what happens. We are so quick to forget. The disciples, after all these tests and trials, now they are living testimony, a living testimony to us. That's why God sent us a prophet to take us back to the faith of our Pentecostal Because for them, they lived with the word. They ate with it. They saw it perform miracles. Until John came out with a testimony. In John chapter 1 verse 1. The epistle of John. Let us read it. First epistle of John. Chapter 1. From verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Echaba okuva kulubibidye chetuwa ulira, chetuwa labana masoga fe, chetuwa tunulira, erenga loza fe, chizakwa atako, ebye chigambo, echobulamu, nobulamu, bwala bisiwa, Netulaba era tutegeza era tubulira mwe obulamu obo obutagwawo obwabawo awali kitafe nebulabisibwa jetuli chetwalaba netulira chetwabulira chetwabulira namwe namwe mulioke musechi munafe era nayo kusechi mukwa okusechi mukwa fe kuline kitafe era no mwana we Yesu Kristo amen John is testifying yokana ajulira that which was from the beginning. Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. We are telling you of that word that you also may share with us of this wonderful fellowship. I believe 
And truly, truly, this is a testimony. After they had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they could testify like this. We have walked with the word. We have seen the word perform miracles. We have seen him deliver us from different crises. We have walked with that word. We have eaten with it. We have held it. The word of life. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Now John is sharing a wonderful testimony. That testimony is for you and me. They had received an anchor. They could not be shaken by anything. No crisis could shake them. They had seen him calm storms. And they would wonder. What manner of man is this? That even the storms and the winds obey him. But now he has come in them. And they can feel him and they can also perform. They can calm crises. Now they are sharing a testimony. So with you and me, so that we can have the same fellowship. Now, they had known him. To know him is everlasting life. How do you know him? When he comes in your life, as the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there you can testify like John. John the other time he saw him calming storms. And he turned to Peter. What man of man is this? But now he is testifying. I believe you could sing a song like this. I know the master of the wind. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the rain. He can calm the storms. And make the sun to shine again. I know the master. I know him personally. On that day of Pentecost. He came in my life. I felt him. Even the power that I have, even the miracles that I'm performing, it's not because of I, John. I know the Brethren, that's what we need. That is the incense of this message. That we may know him in the power of his resurrection. He's more than able. To diffuse any crisis. And he has given you that little portion of himself. Because our prophet told us. Every stage. Of salvation. Is by the Holy Ghost. He's the one who justified you. The Holy Ghost. 
He's the one who revealed the message to you. He's the one who has sanctified you. He's the one who has filled you or who is going to fill you. But he tells you one thing this morning. Go and sin no more. Continue believing him. Continue trusting him. Our God is real. He's alive this morning. He's more than real. He told the Jews who followed him as his disciples, if you abide in my word, you will be my true disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Abide in me and let my words abide in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for anything that you need. It will be given unto you. We just have to stay on course by abiding in the word of God. Whatever he tells us to do, let us do it. Storms will come. Crises will arise. Because we are still in this Satan's Eden. But we appreciate the Lord that the master of the wind is here with us. He promised never to leave us. Never to forsake us. But to be with us always. As long as you are on course, in his word, he will always abide with you. Look at the four Hebrew boys. They stood with the word. They served that great Jehovah. Back at home. In Israel, they served him. These were young people. Four Hebrew boys. They are a testimony to the young men, to the youths, because they got saved at a young they loved their God when they were still young. Which means God, you not have, rather you not have any excuse. Uh, sorry, you will not have an excuse. If you are a youth to say, well, age was disturbing me. But look at these four Hebrew boys. They were boys. In their youth age. But they loved God. With all their heart. And here comes a crisis. And they are taken to captivity in Babylon. But the Bible says that they stuck to their God. Even in exile. They were a living testimony to Jehovah. When they reached there, they were saying that Nebuchadnezzar identified. Some wise, intelligent men were captives. And he wanted to give them uh, to teach them the ways of the Chaldeans. He knew maybe they would 
help him in future. And these four boys were identified. When he looked at them, he said, these are wise boys. He said, give them special treatment. Special diet. Special meats. Special drinks, wine, and so forth. Give them special care. But the Bible says that they purposed it in their heart. They talk to one another. They said this food, this special treatment is going to corrupt our lives. It's going to draw us from Jehovah. And they talk to, 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 uh, to, the, to their steward. Now don't worry about us. We shall take no more water. We shall eat beans and greens. Just keep, keep that special treatment. All the time. They would just pray to Jehovah. Call upon his name. And because they stuck on his word. The Lord stood with them. Even when a great crisis came, after they had been promoted, and they were big men, they were governors, governing provinces, and the whole of Babylon was jealousy about them. Until they plotted a plot against them. And went and told Nebuchadnezzar, you made a decree that when everybody hears you know, the sound of timbrels, you should worship that image which you made. That is the image that we worship. Everybody here in Babylon. But the governors that you have set upon certain provinces, they don't bow to the image. They have disobeyed your decree. And they will say that Nebuchadnezzar called them. Tell me, is that true that they are talking about you? Yes, King, it is very true. For us, we only bow to Jehovah, the creator of the heavens and not any other thing else. We know one God. He is called Jehovah. And he is only one. And the Bible says that he was so wroth. And he said, let them prepare a fiery furnace. Heat it seven times. And they will throw you in that fiery furnace. Are you ready to disown him? And they told him, King, in this matter, we are not careful even to speak to you. Carefully. We are not ready to bow to that image. Let come what may. We shall remain loyal to Jehovah. Are you ready this morning to stay loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ? Let come in a windstorm. That was a terrible crisis. And Nebuchadnezzar said, well, you are going to burn. 
mugenda bagena bocha and brother Abraham says you see however much fire was heated seven times he said you cannot burn the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is fire itself. And it is divine fire. He created this normal fire. But he himself is divine. So the Holy Ghost is divine fire. So you cannot just burn it anyhow. And the prophet says, Look at how the devil tried to burn the Holy Ghost in John. But he said he was defeated. Because when they put John, before they threw him on Patmos Island, they put him in a barrel of oil. And then they, 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 they heat it with fire to boiling point. They saw the, the oil boiling. Then at the end, John was still intact. And the prophet says, you can't burn anything. But you, can burn, you can't burn the Holy Ghost. So Nebuchadnezzar was wasting time. These men went on their knees. I believe they contacted their fellow friend uh, Daniel. The following morning we were going to be thrown in fire. And they were praying. Looking unto Jehovah. All their minds were focused on him. We are not ready to retreat. We shall stand by the word. Let come what may. Hours were drawing closer and closer. The crisis was getting worse and worse. It was coming to daybreak. And I believe they were supposed to be thrown there in the morning. And the prophet says, when the devil is scheming something, God is not resting. Jehovah is not resting. As Nebuchadnezzar was plotting for them. All heaven was at standstill. The Lord was seated on his throne. High and lifted up. And all heaven was on tension. And the prophet says, one of the angels came to him. Master, you know what is happening in Babylon. About your faithful servants. I'm the one who destroyed. The whole earth in Noah's days. I'm called Send me now. I'll wipe the whole of Babylon. Out of the face of the earth. And the Lord said, no wormwood. I know you are more than able. But just hold your peace. Another angel came and told me, I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. We the of an eye. And it was all destroyed with fire. Lord, let me go and burn it off. Lord, hold your peace. 
This is my issue. I've seen their faithfulness. I've seen their crisis. I'm going myself. And the prophet says, He called the southern wind. The, the, the northern wind, the western and the eastern. We are going to Babylon right now. And when they were throwing them in the fire, as they threw them down, they were already in the fire. And all the fire was. Until the men who threw them there, the leaks of fire even. But here Nebuchadnezzar is seated on his throne Just watching from far Because the intense heat is even He's even burning him Then all of a sudden He's scrutinizing But we threw them bound Hands and feet But how come that now they are walking in the fire I know they are not just on the Alone. But they can see another one who looks like the fourth man who is, looks like the son of God. And immediately he calls Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faithful servants of Jehovah. Come out my faithful servants. And now he's changing the decree. From now onwards, we shall not bow to this idol, but we shall bow to Jehovah. the God of Israel. Jehovah the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and And Daniel is the true God. The word sorted the crisis. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's just here this morning. He's here to heal you. He's here to deliver you. He's here to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's here this morning. He promised when two or three I will be their members. We serve a true and living God. He's not dead. Wari, the God of Brother Branham. Brother Branham is the God whom we serve. He didn't go with the prophet. He's still alive. As that pillar of fire that we are seeing That's why we witness him here. Coming to be with us. To identify himself with us. That he's still alive. So you don't have to look at the crisis. Take him at his word. At thy word, Lord. I will. If your word tells me to be baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. To remain on my knees. Until I'm filled. At thy word, Lord. There is nothing that is going to part me from your word. However ridiculous it looks like. However incredible it may look like. Launching nets. Where this professional fishermen had fished all night. And not even getting a piece of fish. 
And now here he tells them, launch this side and throw your net. It was something incredible. You cannot imagine it. We were used to that. We spent years and years fishing. But you're telling us to cast here. But when they took him at his word, they saw a miracle. He just means what he said. One time our prophet, he goes to hunt with his friends. And they had already announced a terrible storm. It was broadcasted on all radios, Wala, radio stations. There is going to be a blizzard. blizzard. Storms there called blizzards have snow in it. And the prophet and his friends, they went prepared for it. They were so equipped. They took their tents and they took their coal and everything, the blankets, everything. And they went and camped. And the prophet says, he went on top of the hill, left his friends down, and he went to scare the deer so that they can shoot. And when he had walked on the hill, the mountain a long distance. About two kilometers. Here the blizzard starts. It's snowing. The clouds are gathering very fast. He remembers. The broadcast on the radio. And he's getting closed in. He decides to go very fast. Down hill. And when he's moving very, very fast, he said it was getting so dark that you could not even see a, a post of no, a tree just next to you. And you could not see properly. And when he had moved halfway, he had a voice speaking to him. Go back where you have come from. He said, am I speaking to myself? Am I no more? Am I getting out of my mind? Go back to the top of the mountain. Then he felt the presence of the Lord. Where he's told to go, that's where danger is. Go back. And he obeys the voice. And he goes struggling through darkness until finally he was on top of the mountain. And when he reached there, he felt a hush. No, a hush, a godly presence. A divine presence. And a voice spoke to him. I'm the Lord God who created the heavens and the earth. I'm the Lord who created the storms and the winds. I'm the Lord who calmed. The storms. When the disciples were in the boat. I'm the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak the word. Speak 
speak to the storms. To speak to the clouds. To have their peace. To go back where they have come from. And immediately the, the prophet spoke. He said, you clouds, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, go back where you have come from. And you snow, be still. And he says, all of a sudden, he started seeing the clouds going back and you know, clearing. It was clearing, clearing. Within a short while, the sun rose and it was very, very clear. And he felt a harsh presence of God around him. He was feeling so good. And he saw a deer coming so close to him. He said he could have even fed from his hands. He had his rifle. And something was telling him, shoot it. He said, no. I promise the Lord. I will not just kill game anyhow. So I will keep my word. And then all of a sudden, he has a voice speaking to him. William Marion Branham, because you have kept my word, I will also keep mine. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Can we stroll together? Twins, ah, he felt the presence of the divine presence. The joy of the Lord was covering him. He says when he reached down, they had gone to a filling station and the pump attendants were asking themselves. But a storm was broadcast. But all of a sudden, it had started gathering and then it cleared. And it is believed some people witnessed a special whirlwind on top of that mountain. An amber light kind of. That was the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was manifesting himself to his servant. The prophet of this age. Whom he has sent to us. As the first sheave wave. You see in Israel. There used to be many many ceremonies. Many feasts. Sheave waving and so forth. And God had instructed Israel. That before the true, the, the, the final harvest, the first sheaves that you see coming up, gather them together, take them in the, in the temple, wave them to the whole congregation. An indication that the true harvest is coming. So they would wave the first sheaves. And he says, he himself, our prophet, was the first sheep wave to wave to the whole world. Here I'm preparing a bride. 
He has been forerun by the word. And I sent my prophet as the first chief whale who could speak the word and the squirrels are created who could speak the word and the cancer falls off from people's faces who could speak the word and the storms clear is the first sheep wave but the harvest is ripening of you and me his bride we have stayed on course and we took his word and we followed him and he's given the power of the Holy Ghost Abraham said the third pool is coming the third pool is coming when you will speak the word and things will change but even now he's here. His word takes away every condition and situation. It will clear. Amen. So his word is more than able. His word will clear every crisis. Hear what he says here as we are closing. So he said. Peter said, Lord, we've toiled all night long. We've signed through these waters. In other words, we've fished and fished. We haven't even got one fish. Here it is. Get it? Nevertheless, at thy word. Lord, I will let down the net. See? I know we've done everything humanly. I know you have done everything humanly. That woman with the blood issue. She had done everything humanly. But the revelation came to her. If I go and touch on the hem of his garment. The hem of the word. That is the last solution I'll be saying. And indeed that's what happened. You see? I know we've done everything humanly. All our knowledge or ability, we are at the end. But at thy word, Lord, I will let down the net. Now look. You've probably been to doctors. Uh, you have had operations. You've tried everything. You've tried everything. You might be through prayer lines before. But at thy word, Lord. Tonight, I'm going to let down the net. I'm coming tonight to let down the net. You should be determining in yourself to say, I'm going to 
you probably don't been to doctors you've tried everything tonight i'm going to lay down the net. i'm coming tonight to let the net down well you say there is no fish there you sent through peter you know you have sent through all the night. And there is no fish there. If God said, let down the net, he will put the fish there. And I believe tonight, if the doctor says, if the, the doctor says you can't be well, and the word of God says you can be well, God can put anything. He can put new cells. He can put new eyes. He can put new eardrums. Whatever it is. He can put it there. Don't you believe it? He says the doctor could have told you this case is beyond our profession. So you just go back home. But what does the word of the Lord say? By his stripes, you were healed. Above all things, I want you to prosper in health. Just turn back to him. Just as Ezekiah turned to the world and tell him, Lord, your word says, above all things, you want me to prosper in health. And here is the pronouncement of the doctor. Lord, at thy word, I will take thy word. I don't see any health in me. But your word wants me to prosper in And by your stripes, you made me whole. So Lord, I'm taking your word. He says, he can put new cells. He can put new eyes. He can put new eardrums. Whatever it is. He can put it there. Do you believe it? You just have to believe it. Go and sin no more. Just one more little quote and we close. He says here, after you are prayed for, tomorrow or the next day is going to, to come to the test. Don't you worry. Everybody in here that ever received the Holy Ghost, a few days afterwards, come the test. Is that right? When you are healed, that demon in there, the body of it begins to die out. The test is coming. Satan is going to return, is going to try to return back. When the unclean spirits are gone out of a man, he, walk, he walketh in dry places. And then he returns and you know, the devil is worse. 
Is that right? So the situation may kind of seem worse. But take him at his word. When you are prayed for, just take him at his word. He's more than able. If you could take him at his word, what about you tonight? What about you this morning? After 1900 years. You have to take him at his word. Do you believe that his presence is here? Do you believe that not only he's just here this morning? You just have to take him at his word. What does his word say about your situation? Do not be anxious. Fret not. Don't be anxious about anything. But through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, commit all your requests unto the Lord. And the peace of God that surpasses man's understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Which crisis are you facing this morning? He's here this morning. You just have to believe. The word is here. The Lord Jesus Christ is here. The word of the Lord will dissolve any crisis. It will sort out every crisis because the word is he himself. However incredible it may look like, but the word of the Lord is he himself. It will sort out every crisis if you can only believe it. May the Lord help us to believe is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Don't we have the word? Don't we have the fivefold ministry? He says in his word in James, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Are you joyous? Sing psalms unto the Lord. Are you sick? Call the elders of the church. Let them anoint you with oil. As you confess your sins. And the prayer of faith will set you free. Are you sick this morning? The altar is here. The prayer of faith will set you free. Are you seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost? He said, repent. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What does the word say about your condition? He's more than able to solve every crisis.
If you are here and you are sick, Boboli wanongo ni mulwadi. He's here to heal you this morning. Waliyo kuonya. If you need him as your Lord and Savior, Boboli mweta ganga mukama iromloko zio. He's here to save you. Waliwa nokurokora. If you have any crisis, Boboli na katiyabaga kuna kuhita. He's here this morning to solve it. Waliwa nenchale roka gonjola. May the Lord help us. Mukama tuyambe. Era stand up. Tumire kumaguru gafe. Let us sing that song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine Everlasting arms Leaning Oh, leaning Safe and secure From all alarms Leaning Leaning Everlasting Oh, how sweet to walk In this pilgrim way Leading on the everlasting Oh, how bright the path Rose from day to day Leading on the everlasting Leaning, 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 safe and secure from land. Leaning, 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 leaning on the everlasting I have blessed peace with my Lusunia day. Secure from all 
everlasting arms that we lean on as his children and those everlasting arms are his one so if you are here this morning and you are troubled you are sick you have any problem he's here this morning to deliver you from it just believe him accept him pray about that crisis wherever you are or you can come here in front and we pray for you he's more than able to deliver any infirmity deliver you from any crisis he's here this morning love lifted me Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Hallelujah. Love.
Say 